Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. Today's episode is inspired by a failed Instagram live. (laughs) My friend Casey Barnes of Mama Knows Nutrition, um, she and I hopped on Instagram live to talk about typical toddler regression and why this could be happening. And we were faced with all of the technical difficulties. So as soon as it was done, I said, no worries, I'm going to turn this into a podcast and share a little bit more deeply than I could on a live what's going on and how we can fix this. So let's go ahead and jump into why in the world would your toddler all of a sudden regress in their sleep? This is a really common issue. It's why we built our toddler sleepy coaching program for one of two reasons. So many families have great sleepers and then all of the sudden come two years old, they find themselves sleeping in their child's bed and they're wondering how in the world did we get here? Other families have been struggling since day one and their child is now 18 months old and they've been co-sleeping this whole time and they have no idea how to stop. So either one of these, you guys, this is why we have courses and plans is to guide you through step by step. But I wanted to share some of the whys because it's okay. We're not here to judge why you're in the situation that you're in, but I thought it might be helpful to just expose some of the reasons why your toddler, air quote, all of a sudden can't sleep anymore. The first reason is you've probably made transitions way too soon. You've heard me share this in the past. Some of you, maybe this is the first time, so get ready for your minds to be blown, but your child should not be moving out of their crib until they are three years old old. Now, if your child is trying to climb out of the crib, then I have lots of suggestions for you. Can we turn the crib around if it has a tall back and a low front? Let's flip it around, wedge it in the corner. So now that tall solid side is facing out and the walls on the other side, you could even get a um, dresser or other piece of furniture, maybe a tall furniture and literally barricade them in. Why should we be doing this? Because they have no clue how to really do anything anything in an open bed. The Their little sweet brains are not quite ready to handle rules and expectations and boundaries that come with an open bed. So the most common thing I see for toddlers is that they are starting to all of a sudden not sleep because parents moved them to a toddler bed or a big kid bed because they're a toddler. Why not? Or they started to climb out of the bed and they thought it might just be better to go ahead and have them in a big kid bed. That's a problem. When you move your child to a transition that is not quite ready for them yet, they are going to have more night wakings. In fact, y'all, I cannot guarantee that your child is going to sleep through the night if they are in an open bed and they are under three. I can't. I would never point anyone to our toddler sleepy coaching and have in an open bed. I just wouldn't because those strategies that we teach, it's not going to work. So I ask you to do anything possible to keep your child in that crib. So when you do that, a lot of the times, guess what? Bingo. They stop having night wakings because then they feel secure in their bed. I have story after story of families who sign on with me. We get into working together. And the moment we get that kid back in the crib, all of a sudden, wonderfully, not even magically, because it's not magic, they start sleeping through the night because they were looking for those rules and boundaries. I also have many families who say, oh, Becca, my child loves, they just love their new bed. How could we possibly tell them that they have to go backwards to the crib? 
My response is, well, they're really young. They're two years old. They really don't have that much of a long-term memory or a past memory. Yes, I know they do. But the best thing for them is to be able to be in a place where they feel safe and secure, and that is the crib. And so that's my passion pull for number one, keeping your child in the right bed. Because if you move them sooner, oftentimes that transition that should have just waited a little bit is going to cause a regression in their sleep. And you will be walking your 18 month old, your two year old, your two and a half year old, all up and down those halls all night long, just telling them to get back in bed. And you're like, why don't you get it? And it's because they just don't. So that's number one. Number two is your toddler may be having too much sleep. And that's why they're having a hard time staying in bed, or waking up at night. So here's the thing. This is not just for under three. I'm going to really say that this applies to preschoolers as well. But let's talk about naps here for a second. I'm not talking about too much nighttime sleep. I'm talking about too much daytime sleep. If your toddler, if your preschooler is having a two to three to four hour nap in the middle of the day, warning sign. That is too much sleep, which, hey, I love talking about too much sleep. But four hours of daytime sleep is great for a four-month-old. Three hours of daytime sleep is great for a six-month-old. Two hours of daytime sleep is okay, but that might even be a little much. So I'm looking for toddlers to have anywhere between 90 minutes to at most two and a half hours, depending on where they are in the toddler range. My young toddlers from like 17 months up to two years, they could have anywhere between, yes, two to two and a half hours of daytime sleep. The older they get, like right at about two years old, I really see this need for the nap to taper down to at most most two hours at minimum 90 minutes. Once they hit anywhere between two and a half to three years old, you may find signs that your child is ready to let go of that nap. Here's one sign, and I'm going to refer you to podcast number 18 that gets way deeper into that topic. But you may find that your toddler takes a wonderful hour and a half nap, and that's the minimum, so you're totally fine with it. But then come bedtime, they're not falling asleep until 9 or 10 p.m., and you are wondering what the heck is happening. They're either getting up out of their bed, coming to follow you out the room, or telling you that they need this, they need that, or maybe they're happy in their crib just putting on a Broadway show like my oldest child would do. So it really does depend on the child and how they respond to things, but I want you to take that as a mental note and track it for two weeks to see, hmm, I think it's possible my child could be ready to drop the nap because we definitely want to be able to create the fullest and best night's sleep. In fact, when families come to me with a two and a half to three-year-old and we are going to commit to working one-on-one, I have to tell them, look, I'm going to analyze really fast if it's time to drop that nap because the last thing I want is to create just a 10-hour night for somebody um, saying that their kid could go to bed between 8 and 8.30 p.m. when they are totally fine to cut their nap and have a full 11 to 12 hours of sleep. So your toddler, your preschooler, we just need to analyze, are they having too much daytime sleep? And if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, yes, I I love my three hours of downtime in the middle of the day when they nap, you got to stop it. You got to wake them up and get them going so they can be tired enough to fall asleep at bedtime. Trust me, that is going to be a huge change. So yes, the first thing is, are you making too many transitions too soon? Are you going to that toddler bed, open bed? Um, Then we've talked about, of course, are they getting too much daytime sleep? And that's something that we need to just watch those changing expectations. The next thing is that toddlers have an incredible need to get their energy out. This, for whatever reason, has been a theme in so many of my phone consults lately. 
where I hear, again, the theme of this podcast talking about why all of the sudden my child just won't sleep. Well, I actually had a 19-month-old that mom came to me and said, Becca, I do not understand why is this kid waking up for an hour and a half in the middle of the night, not screaming, just awake. What is happening? Well, we started to dig and she had actually had a baby four months prior to this. And she said these problems started happening three months ago. And we had just come out of winter time and it was starting to get nice outside. And I said, hey, can you tell me about your son's activity level? How much energy is he getting out during the day? And it was like the light bulb went off. She thought, oh my gosh, I have been so wrapped up with my newborn, which rightly so. I've been so consumed with my newborn schedule, my newborn routine, because she's in the newborn course, that she'd kind of forgotten about the fact that her toddler had energy needs and activity needs. And so we just focused on, hey, while your newborn is napping inside, just let your little toddler go in the backyard, fenced in backyard, monitor him, but let him play, 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 because toddlers have this high energy need. So it's really common that I ask parents to implement a lot of high energy play in two areas of their toddler's day. One, before the nap. I would say at like 10, 10.30 a.m., go outside if you can, and if you're not sweating too much, or if it's not too cold, wherever you are, go outside at that time and let them play. Go to a park, bring a picnic snack, whatever you can possibly do to allow them to expel energy prior to the nap. The other critical time I want them to get outside is in the evening time, like early evening before, maybe before dinner or after dinner. However it is, give them 30 to 60 minutes of play play, 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 play. And if you can't go outside, my favorite thing to do was just pile the couch cushions onto the floor and let our girls climb all over them and dog pile on them and jump off of them, whatever you need to do. Okay. But I am just making the point that if you've started to notice that your toddler is fighting, falling asleep, and you've checked all these other things, like they're in a crib, they are having the appropriate nap, but they are just not falling asleep, I would be willing to bet they're not getting the activity level that they need. So just really, really make sure that your toddler's energy is spent. That's a good old-fashioned wearing them out, right? The final thing I'm going to look at And this is the zinger, you guys, but I would not be doing my job if I didn't tell you that you are in charge, okay? Whenever I tell people what I do, that I'm a pediatric sleep consultant, I hear lots of responses, but from especially medical professionals, they say, what is the most common thing that you find that you're doing? And my answer is The only thing I'm doing is training the parents. I think your kid is wonderful. I've never seen your kid, but you're the one I'm talking to because you, mom, you, dad, y'all are in charge. Your toddler's not. So we have to analyze a couple of things. And yes, I'm going here. When you tell your child no at bedtime, no, you can't have a snack. No, we can't have five more books. No, it's time to settle down and go to sleep now. Are they believing you? Because here's the thing we have to look at. In the daytime, when you're with them, are you a pushover? Ooh, yeah, I said that. (laughs) Are you a pushover? In the daytime, can they get what they want when they want it, but then all of a sudden come evening time, you try to lay down the rules and they're like, ha, yeah, right, I know I can get away with this. I really want you to see that because so often I do find that, and I'm guilty of this too, my husband will be the first to tell you, I'm somewhat of a pushover with our second daughter um, because she's the baby and sometimes it's so hard for me, but I have to smack myself out of it sometimes. We sometimes get in these moods and in these times where 
we are tired because we've been working all day, not maybe because we've been up all night, but it's easy to say, yeah, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, fine, sure. Okay, yeah, fine, sure. But a little bit, little bit, little bit of that, all of a sudden, this is when parents realize, how in the world did I get in bed with my toddler? Because what started out as, hey, mommy, can we read one more book? Turned into, hey, mommy, can you come sit on my bed and rub my back? And then that turned into, hey, mommy, can you lay down with me? And that turned into, hey, mommy, I don't want you to go. And of course, your mommy heartstrings are like, okay, I won't. I'm going to snuggle right next to you. Believe me, my oldest asks me for that. And I have to tell myself every night, no, this is a bad idea, Becca. (laughs) And so I have to be the one to call out the fact that sometimes we are a little bit of a pushover and we need to remain firm in our expectations. If you are resonating with that, Thank you for being here. Thank you for not stopping this podcast. Thank you for listening. I need you to go check out episode number 32. This is our number one, one of our number one podcasts when it comes to toddlers and preschoolers. This is the ideal bedtime routine for your toddler and preschooler. I want you to go check that episode out. Listen to the step-by-step process. Get the bedtime expectation cards that come with that episode. And I want you to get firm on what you're doing at bedtime, but not just then. Check out the rest of the day. Are you starting to say yes? Are you starting to give in more so that by the time bedtime arrives, you don't really have control? That's something I want you to evaluate. So in a recap situation here, I want you to start evaluating in a checklist. Have you made too many transitions? Did you move your kid to a toddler bed too soon? Is that something we need to get back into the crib? If you've sold your crib, go on Facebook Marketplace, go buy the four moms pack and play because it's a little bit bigger. Whatever you need to do to get that child back into a crib, let's do it. I want you to evaluate, are they getting too much sleep? Is that a thing? You can even go in the show notes here and get a schedule generator for your child. If you're wondering, are they getting too much sleep? Check out my schedule generator so you can find that out. Are you letting your toddler get their energy out? Are they actually physically spent so that they feel ready to fall asleep at nighttime? And finally, we're evaluating the fact that you are in charge of your toddler. Toddler's not running the show you are. You guys, thank you so much for being here today. If you would like to connect and tell me how you felt about this podcast, I want to hear. Go down into the show notes, leave us a review, give us five stars, ha ha ha, intent, wink, wink, five stars, please. And share with me what you think about this podcast. What has been the most to you? If you're resonating with this because you're like, ooh, I just had a conversation with my best friend about how my toddler or her toddler is all of a sudden not sleeping, just share this episode, copy and paste it and put it into a text message and send this to someone who you know could use some reminding. All right, guys, thanks so much. Sweet dreams. See you next time.